Hello and welcome to Affable Chat Off Script. My name is Benjamin and Off Script is the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't necessarily about movies. And today it means that we're actually on the road. I am standing here in a kitchen uh, talking with my good friend, uh, Kuz, who is a podcast regular. Kuz, uh, what city are we in right now? We are in the magnificent, beautiful city of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, which I've been living in for the past couple months since about May, and uh, it's just fantastic, but also incredibly hot. Th- that is putting it mildly. It is so, so hot outside. It is like standing, uh, you know, for, for a South Carolina boy like me who's more used to a humid heat, it is like standing in front of an open oven when you walk out into this phoenix heat so we're inside where it's cool and uh you know maybe we're gonna be turning up the heat here pretty soon because coos is in the middle of preparing our dinner and that's actually uh, we're doing a pretty unconventional podcasting format here because <laughs> coos is just gonna be uh preparing dinner while i uh you know do the podcast and we've got one microphone so i'm gonna be talking and then I'm going to stick in Kuz's face to get input from him. Right now, he's like spooning some rice out of a pan. So, Kuz, what are you making tonight? Uh, I am making something called a bao rice bowl, which is uh, a Vietnamese dish, but it's super duper good. I've had it multiple times, and it is fantastic. And I knew the first time I had it, I had to make it for you when you came to visit. So, this has been in the books for a while. It is kind of a process, but we're going to knock this out. It's going to be super damn good. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we're going to be here for every step of the process. And right now you're doing something with some rice. What's going on here? So I'm doing what is called washing the rice, which is you uh, put it through like a fine mesh strainer. And then basically you keep like flooding it with some like extra water and really kind of flush out all the rice and all the preservatives and stuff. Helps the rice be a little bit more tender. Um, but okay. Not, but, but not like soft, not like mushad, but like just, you know, very tender rice. And this is pretty early in the process oh, here, yeah. right? This is like step. This is like step two. Um, I've already cut up our pepper, which um, you know is a like an orange bell pepper, which is supposedly really sweet. So hopefully that uh, that'll be good for the dish as well. I'm used to making. I'm used to making it with a red pepper, so it's you know it's different. Yeah, you know, um, good to get some variety in there, I guess, with the different peppers. But uh, you know, I'm really excited about getting this meal going. But um, does this is this awkward having to wait for me to put the microphone in your face? Kind of. Wait, hold on. Wait for me to get the microphone in your face. <laughs> kind of, but we're rolling with it, so it's fine. This is like, as soon as I'm done with this specific process, the, the whole thing will be much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. As you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix has hard water, which means that it's not like soft. It has like calcium in it because you're pumping it, you know, basically from the ground. And uh, I hate it. Like, imagine if water tasted like dirt, like coffee. Like, you know, you've had coffee and it's just, mmm, tastes like dirt. Well, that's the water here. And it sucks. Like, it's not. What do you mean? So it has stuff in it? It has a lot of extra calcium in it. So like, you know, good bones, but ass, you know. Good bones, but ass. I mean, it's well put. Uh, so what do you have to do to compensate for that? Is that just, do you get it used to the flavors or is it, uh, is this part of your cooking process? 
Um, this is, I mean, admittedly, this is the first time I'm like washing my rice, but no, I always just filter my water first. That's all. I got a Brita filter and just, you know, pump it through that first and it's fine. That's good. Yeah. I filter my water too. Although they do say it's safe to drink. It's, uh, just having a, 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 that extra layer, I think. Well, I feel like, I feel like I'm slowing you down a good bit here. You want to finish up with the rice while, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and get the rice done and I'll tie, I'll tie this all together in the edit. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to let Kuz make some progress here and we'll rejoin him here in a few minutes. Kuz, what's going on? I'm opening this bag of shredded carrots and now that I have it open, uh, we're gonna start cooking the uh, the main event here, which is these peppers. Um, and these carrots give it a, a uh, bit of a you know crunch, a bit of a bite. It's very tasty. It's actually something that uh, was taught to me by uh, by uh, you know friends that I've made since I've lived here. Oh, so it's a regional dish. Yeah, well, it's not a regional dish, but like um, the friends that like I've like I've made here have recommended it, and um, I just figured, fuck it, I'll learn how to cook it. So I did, and. Uh, it's very good. That's great. Yeah. It's uh, so. What part of the process? You said you're going to be cooking these peppers. Is that you sautéing them? Are you baking them? Exactly. What's going to happen to these peppers? Are these carrots, you know, have the same fate as those peppers? Oh yeah. So first, we're going to cook our peppers and carrots. That way, they're nice and crunchy. Got some bite and some color. When you say cook, you mean like put them on a like as pan or in the oven or how we cook it? Microwave? No, we are we're frying these on a pan. They're pan fried. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, uh, you know, Kuz, whenever I have you on the podcast, people always want me to ask you questions about Marvel. And recently it kind of seems like, you know, maybe there's been some missteps, some people not so positively reviewing, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Some people, whoa, as we get a little bit of crackling over there by the on the stovetop, you know, uh, people saying Thor Love and Thunder wasn't so great. Maybe I haven't seen it, so I can't certify that. What what do you think? Is, is Marvel really uh, going through rough times right now or are the hate? Haters, just be, uh, you know, who have always been there, just uh, being a little bit louder, uh, you know, at the release of these uh, newer movies. I think that Marvel is kind of going through a rough time, but it's not rough in the sense that they're making bad movies. It's a rough in the fact that they're trying to do too much too quickly. Um, Marvel's always had a, like a tight release schedule, especially with. Uh, you know, like two or three movies coming out every year. Now they're trying to push for like three or four and they got TV shows. There's just too much coming out, out as too quickly and the writing is suffering for it. Um, Doctor Strange being like a non-spoilery example, it's been long enough, sorry. Um, it just feels like if you watch Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, he's not even like a major player in his own movie. You know, I know there's like a bunch of different versions of him, but like who the fuck cares? It's all about Scarlet Witch and Miss America, who's a brand new character that they like laser focused on. So it just, uh, it just doesn't gel well because like we didn't really need information about her in a Doctor Strange movie. Sure, sure. And we don't need to relitigate that movie specifically, but I think we can agree there were some problems with the writing. Um, but I guess is this, I've heard some people saying that now they're free. Now they can stop watching Marvel movies because like the truly great run has like come and gone. And now you don't have to show up for every Marvel movie because there won't be some sort of end game or, you know, something like that, uh, that will make you regret not having invested deeply. Uh, do you think this is the beginning of the end for like quality Marvel movies or is this just a slump that they'll get out of? 
I'm hoping that this is just a slump. Like, Marvel has been in other slumps before where there's been a couple movies that have been not so great. The last- such as? Such as? Um, such as definitely like Thor The Dark World. Like, Phase 1 was kind of a slump. That was a long time ago. Well, yeah, it's been an incredible run. Marvel's pretty much made consecutively great movies since Winter Soldier, uh, which is, uh, with like one exception, which is another slump of Age of Ultron, like all of the Marvel movies have been bangers. And so um, it's only up until No Way Home that Marvel's been like bad, you know, like it just, and it's not even bad. It's just like up until No Way Home or since No Way Home. Uh, since No Way Home. Since No Way Home, which, you know, again, Spider-Man, No Way Home, um, Marvel's just been kind of uh, in, a, in a weird slump. They want to introduce as much shit as possible, and they're, like, oversaturating themselves. Right. Do you think they're going to stop oversaturating, that they'll go back to a less ambitious release schedule? Or is this just the reality of it, and uh, that's, that's the level of investment you're required to stay in the MC- like up-to-date in the MCU? I think that unfortunately they're not going to, I mean, they're not going to stop. They want you to be engaged and well, nobody's saying they should stop. I mean, I guess I'm saying maybe if they didn't release so much stuff so quickly, it might be easier to follow, but I also don't think that's going to happen. No, what I think is going to happen is that they're going to keep this like trend of introducing just more and more shit to get people like hooked. And then what's going to probably happen is towards the next Avengers movie, they're going to like stop, pretty much stop wholesale on introducing new concepts and new characters and whatnot. And we'll focus again on like another Avengers team. So let's say like 10 characters and then. Um, after that, they'll just kind of rinse and repeat. Like in the next Avengers movie, more characters will leave and then more characters will be like the focus moving forward with more characters being introduced. The difference is though, is that next go around after this current like storyline is probably going to be about the X-Men. So, um, that would be a little bit more interesting, especially because X-Men have not had any, uh, pretty much any action since, uh, Disney took over Fox. That's true. I, I do. I, I've always liked the X-Men because it was something that I don't know. I liked from my childhood. So I've enjoyed the movies because it you know features the X-Men. But I, I get the impression that most, you know, besides Logan, I don't think there are any really critically acclaimed X-Men movies. I mean, do you agree with that? Um, I think Days of Future Past is pretty good as like an X-Men movie. Um, cause like- as an X-Men movie or as a movie? I think as an X-Men movie, because like as a movie, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of like simplified and boiled down that in reality is not uh, it's not exactly like that good. You know, like you could have used a little bit more uh, more nuance in it. Sure. I, and I guess, is this a chance for, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, continue to do what you've got to do here in the kitchen. We've got uh, stuff sizzling away. Let me see if I can capture any of that on the mic. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. You want to give me a nice stir? Ooh, that is sizzling. Very nice. Very nice. And I, I did that all without getting any of the juices onto my microphone. So that's... I only got this on a low heat right now. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're sauteing up these uh, bell peppers and the carrots, right? Yes. I am sauteing up uh, a whole orange bell pepper and pretty much a handful or two of some shredded carrots. Which again, it's gonna nice some you know nice flavor, nice bite, and uh, just overall, it's just pleasant. You know, it smells nice and uh, delicious here um, with these peppers sautéing. So. And you got the carrots, uh, yeah, and the bell pepper at Kroger, right? 
That is correct, which is actually called fries here in uh, in Arizona. It's really- yeah, you. All, I uh, I didn't believe you at first because we pulled up at the fries and you're like, here we are at Kroger, and I was I was like, this man is out of his mind. But but tell him what's going on. So basically, because it doesn't say Kroger's, it says fries on the outside of this building. Yeah, so all of the branding outside, like on the actual like face of the building, is fries. And if you look it up in the newspaper, it's fries. And when you walk into that store, it is quite literally Kroger. It's like there's nothing different. There's li- like the only difference is that outside it is called fries, and people refer to it as fries. And like it's it's almost insanity because it's literally Kroger inside. Um, and Ben can back me up on this. Totally, yeah. I used my Kroger card there. <laughs> like when we bought some of these ingredients, I, I like made a purchase, and I was able to use my Kroger loyalty rewards points or whatever. So it you got me. It is it is a Kroger uh, because even the carrots that you bought right here on the outside it says Kroger on the actual carrots. So you know that that's legit. They don't sell that just anywhere. They only sell that at Kroger or Kroger apparently going by another name uh which in this case is fries which is belonging to a guy named fry not like plural of you know french fries or whatever else you want to say but back to x-men do you feel like uh this is i guess how does that make you feel to think that marvel may be switching over their uh disney marvel i should say will be switching their resources over to the x-men Oh, that's fine. I mean, like... the just fine? Are you ecstatic? Are you sad? Are you upset? What's the, like, is it just whatever? Well, it's kind of whatever in the sense that, like, we, like, Fox has done, like, a lot of the big X-Men storylines, and, like, Logan was really good. It's just that, you know, Fox kind of sucks when it comes to making, like, Marvel movies, with the exception of, like, Deadpool and Logan, you know, when, like the creators can actually create instead of following corporate mandate, then things are good. Then you get great movies. Yeah, you get great movies when you just let people do what they do. Deadpool, for example, is fan-fucking-tastic. It's such a great movie. Logan, when they were like, okay, you can do one rated R like Wolverine movie, that's it. It knocked it out of the park. Genre transcending. And that is a literal quote. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the... the uh... The stir fry is about to transcend the uh, pan over here, so I'll let you handle that. Uh, and you know, we'll uh, we'll take it, we'll step away, and we'll come right back to see uh, where you're at next. But uh, yeah, we're about halfway through this process as far as making this meal. Um, now we get to actually cook the meat. Although the peppers were kind of dry last time, I. Uh, was making this, the red peppers kind of like released a little oil and uh, there's a little bit of from you could make and season the meat. So you're gonna have to forgive me in advance a little like, you know, peppery or garlicky, but like, yeah, I gotta season this as I'm, you know, as I'm making it. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, no, and don't worry about it. They can't taste it <laughs> or, or even see it, you know, but uh, we'll get right into it here. So I see you've got your pan out, it's hot and you've got, what is that like a pound of meat in your hand right there? Yes, this is a pound of ground beef, 93% lean. Oh, wow. That's pretty good in the 90s. Uh, but what are we doing here? You looks like you're tearing it up a little bit. Yes. So I was told the best way to do this is to actually just kind of crumple up your, uh, your meat and just kind of spread it all around on your pan once you've got some you know, oil on there. So, you know, just pretty much crumpling up some ground beef. And, you know, you hear it sizzle a little bit, but I've got it off the heat right now just so I can kind of, you know, talk and do this. Um, but yeah, we're going to crumple up some, you know, ground beef and, uh, spread around in this pan. We'll season it and, uh, 
yeah, we'll just, you know, keep making. We're browning the meat right now. Is that what we're doing? Pretty much. We're going to brown the beef first a little bit. And then once it's nice and like cooked and juicy, we're going to add those peppers and the carrots back in. Nice. I got a question for you. Uh, I heard you say, you know, earlier we were talking and you were saying about uh, there's a lot of potential for the Fantastic Four right now. And I think your exact words were people don't get it. So what are people not getting about the Fantastic Four? People don't get that the Fantastic Four are supposed to be not only the world's greatest superhero, but they're supposed to be like, uh, it's sort of like a, a family sitcom. You know what I mean? Like, imagine modern family, but with superheroes. You know, like people just don't understand that basic fact. And if you can get that core relationship, you know what I mean? Then you can have them do anything. And that's the beauty of it. Because like, yeah, if you want them to do wacky space shit, then yeah, you just have like, oh, uh, I'm Reed Richards. I'm Mr. Fantastic. I like discover things all the time. And Rick and Morty totally steals my ideas. Um, let's go to another planet so I can like test out this one thing. And, you know, it'll be fine. They're like 10, 10 second in and out adventure. And then, uh, you know, say you want to, like, fight big old monsters. Um, oh, hey, I'm Ben Grimm the Thing. And, like, I was, like, a, you know, superhero wrestling champion. I guess, so what you're saying is there's just a lot of potential for them to, to just do superhero stuff? I mean, that sounds like other superheroes to me. Well, sure, but also, like, uh, the, like, Fantastic Four established the Marvel Universe. Like, when people were, like, in the comics, when they were introducing new characters, they did it through them. Like, Spider-Man's first issue ever is him trying to join the Fantastic Four. And then him totally ditching when he realized that they're, like, a nonprofit and he won't get paid. Wow. Capitalist moment for Spider-Man. So, is there any reason why that should be the case for the MCU? Is, is, is that who you're pitching this to? They should get, like, switch the focus onto being less Avengers and more Fantastic Four? Well, yes, because Doctor Doom is the best villain ever, and it takes all of the Fantastic Four to defeat him. But actually, I think that Marvel could have a really great animated show on their hands if they just, like, let it be rated. Like, and I've, I have to say this because it pisses me off, but, like, um, DC has the Harley Quinn show, and, like, if you were just to mix, like, that level of, like, adult humor for, like, adults and just, like, have a Futurama twist to it, it could be so fucking good. Like, must-watch TV. But they'll never do it because they don't understand the fucking gold mine that they have in their hands. So you're saying that a adult-themed Fantastic Four animated TV show is the optimal platform for telling the Fantastic Four story? I think that animation allows you to get away with a lot more, like, things than a live-action show does. But, you know, like, we've also had a, like, couple Fantastic Four movies already. You know? Wait, wait, so when you say get away with, what do you mean? Like, uh, crude humor? Or is it, like, animation just being able to get the, the picture across? Like, you, you can visualize things in a better way. I think animation is a little easier to visualize, like, sci-fi concepts versus... Uh, you know, like live action where CGI artists have to like bend over backwards to uh, do all these special effects. And then sometimes they look like look really bad. Um, and that's actually been like a, a really big complaint lately is that the CGI in, you know, new Marvel movies are kind of bad. Uh, the most egregious example I can think of off the top of my head is in Black Widow when Yelena is about to like jump over backwards to like. Avoid yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't, no spoilers. But yes, I think if you've seen the Black Widow movie, you know what scene we're talking about here. And yeah, this, the special effects are definitely lacking. 
but at the same time, you know, they do a good job of it when they get it right. Uh, but I do see where you're coming from with animation being just a fun medium to do this kind of stuff, these kind of uh, like crazy, otherworldly sci-fi superhero type things. Because, I mean, if you watch Invincible, I think one of my favorite things about Invincible is that it's animated because the animation style is, is an additional thing to appreciate about yeah. it. So. And, like, I also want to add that, like, you want to have, like, top quality animation on this. You want the, like, Invincible style or, and again, it hates me to say it, but, like, the Harley Quinn style. Um, you don't want Futurama level style. You don't want, like, a Rick and Morty style. You want something that, you know, is uh, well animated. Yeah, okay. Not to say that Rick and Morty isn't well animated, but it, I think that as long as you give yourself, you you know, you you decide on a style and then you know explore that style then you should be good i i don't know if there's one animation style to rule them all type thing just getting your own but um all right so uh, let me get a little bit of foley work uh over here on your because this is starting to sizzle dude. Yes. this pan over here just got hot and it's uh listen to this pretty good pretty good Yeah, that's good stuff. Good Foley work. Boy, you're really sizzling up a storm over here, Kuz. Yes, thank you. I'm. Uh, we're sort of in the main, uh, the main event here. I've got the meat sizzling with the sauces I put in here, which is a, a sweet chili paste as well as a teriyaki sauce, and uh, everything's nice and lathered up in all of its, uh, you know, juices, and is frying up here and sautéing on this pan. I can hear it. It's really roaring away there. Uh, and, you know, please don't let me distract you, but I want to get a little bit of your uh, your takes about Arizona. Now that you're an Arizonan right here in the big city uh, of Phoenix, let me... No, no, please, go, go, don't, do, you know, feel free to do what you need. I see that you just grabbed a thing of cashews and a rubber mallet. What's happening here? So part of this meal calls for roasted cashews, and I found that the best way to do it is to roast them and then smash them. Wow. Okay. Well, please don't let me stop you. Looks like you're really, uh, you know, on the ball here. So, the, uh, like, be thinking about this while, uh, you know, while you're working on on what you're doing. But I want to get your favorite thing about Phoenix and your least favorite thing about Phoenix. Okay? Because I'll give you mine so far. The my favorite thing has been the food. The food here has been excellent. And we've had a lot of different things. We've had a lot of fried chicken. Uh, we had burritos. We had really bougie eggs benedicts and pancakes. Uh, and honestly, it just seems like the options are endless here. A lot of Southwestern influence, of course. Uh, but there's also just you know a bunch of stuff that's all within a short driving distance, uh, which you love to see that in a city. So that's probably my number one thing. But... My least favorite thing, and this is probably going to come as no surprise, it's got to be the heat. <laughs> and you know, now that I'm actually here, I, you know, I planned this visit a long time ago. I'd never been to Phoenix, Arizona before. And now that I'm here, I realized that it was kind of a ridiculous choice to come at this time of year because it's so incredibly hot. Is it hot outside right now, Kuz? Yeah, it's easily like 102 degrees outside, easy. But, and how hot has it been since I've been here? Um, I think the highest that you like saw while you were here was I think 110. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was 115 yesterday at a, at the high, and that was just 
normal weather apparently for you guys, but uh, it's definitely tough on uh, somebody like me where triple digits is. It's like being on the surface of the sun, dude. Yeah, so actually, it's been a rather cool summer because we've been having a lot of monsoon storms. So uh, 115 is actually like about normal during a uh, a traditional like Phoenix summer. Yeah, that's crazy. That is absolutely ridiculous. But have you got? Have you been able to think on those two questions? Uh, do you want to go first or, or best or worst? Uh, so the best thing about uh, living here in Phoenix has to be like the views. Um, I know it's very subtle, but like, dude, it has some incredibly breathtaking views here. Sunsets, especially, are like indescribable. It's incredible. Like, if you've ever been in elementary school, then you know. About- oh man, I've been. <laughs> Did you say if you've ever been in elementary school? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, like if you remember doing like PowerPoints and there was always like that little color thing called the Arizona gradient, that's real. Like that's from a sunset, the like white into the blue into white into red into like blue again. Yeah. Oh, it's magnificent. Like, it, wow. Yeah. Truly incredible. And all you have to do is look up Arizona gradient and like PowerPoint and it's right there. It's, it, it's magnificent. Do you know people like that I work with use PowerPoint every day? <laughs> They're not even in elementary school. Well, if you use PowerPoint, you can look up uh, the Arizona gradient color, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's right there. That is pretty cool. I do. It has been beautiful out there. Driving around the valley, you can see mountains all over the place. And I'll be honest, and this, you know, might be a little bit, you know, I mean, no offense to anybody in Phoenix, but some of these mountains look like hills to me. To be, you know, and we were talking about like what defines a, a mountain. And I heard one theory was that it has a peak, right? So it's a pointy versus a hill, but which would be round, presumably. But I think it should have something to do with the actual size. I don't know, though. If anybody's listening right now knows the answer, reach out, you know, let us know what, <laughs> uh, which one it is. If it's, uh, if there's a metric that actually turns something from a hill into a mountain. I think it's also part of it is your perception. You ever heard the saying, uh, don't make a mountain out of a molehill? Oh, of course, dude, all the time. Right, which I think it, maybe that's what that saying comes from, is that it, a mountain is more of a judgment call. Uh, but okay, so that was definitely the best. This is the views, which I think, yeah, it definitely look great. But what's the worst thing about living in Phoenix? Oh, without a doubt, it's the heat. Like, it is ungodly outside how hot it is. Like, you might as well be standing in an open oven, like, everywhere. And it sucks. Like, I can walk up and down the, like, two flights of stairs I have to do and go from, like, totally ready to, like, work out to absolutely dripping sweat. Totally, like, valid excuse to not go to the gym. Oh, and then it gets even better because sometimes it's so hot, you don't even realize that you're sweating because your sweat is evaporating off of you. Yes, that is definitely a thing here. It's so freaking dry. I've been, it, it has done uh, horrible things to my body, being, this being so dry. I've, I've had to drink a lot of water while I've been here. But that's just how it is out here. You know, you get used to it, I guess, right? Yeah, like, I think that, like, as the summer's gone on, I've gotten a little used to it. Like, now- right, and to be clear, you, you've only been here for the summer, right? So you've only seen the heat. Yes, I have only seen the heat, and everybody has told me it's one of the coldest summers they've had in a long time. So I'm already fucked. Yeah, well, okay. Cold is like doesn't exist. It's just the absence of heat. Uh, but there's nothing cold about the temperatures that are going on this, even if it's low for the average or whatever. 
But um, all right, so you're roasting away on these cashews. We'll give those a few minutes, and we'll check back in with you when the meal is ready. That sound good, Coos? Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me, dude. All right, that was the sound of Coos shaking the cashews around in their pan. Now he's dumping them into a plastic bag, and then he's going to hit them with a mallet. Oh, uh, for the folks at home, uh, don't do this. Buy a uh, pestle and mortar or whatever, and j- it's just is way easier. They're just kind of expensive, so, like, fuck it. I have a mallet, and, like, why not? So Why not? It's your kitchen, your rules, and we're, uh, we'll listen to that right here. This is Ku's stirring the, what is it? I'm stirring up sriracha mayo, which also is known as chipotle sauce um, or chipotle ranch. All right, let's give it a listen. These are nice bowls. Where'd you get these bowls? Uh, I've had them since I was like 10. All right, well. I told my mom I I wanted them when I went to college, and she was just like, okay, and uh, gave me these, so... Right. Well, they look great for this. Uh, ben, I just want you to know, and not to get a little personal here, I'm very excited for you to try this. Um, I've always wanted to ha- welcome you into my home and make you a nice meal, as you've done for me in the past many times. So I'm delighted to say, Ben, please, you know, dig in and enjoy this uh, bao rice bowl um, and experience a little bit of what I like to consider the Southwest taste. Um, Cause there's a little, it's like a little kick, but it's very flavorful. It's very good, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I have. Wow, that is a great uh, way to start off this meal, and I will go ahead and try a first bite here and let you know what I think. Well, I love the mix of the spices. I feel like there's a lot going on there with the flavor, and I really like the little bit of the crunch you get from the cashews. They add a little bit of a smoky flavor to it as well. All together. I think it's delicious, and it it looks like it it really isn't all that complex either. You made it you made it look so effortless to prepare this meal. Probably could be a good one for some sort of meal prep or something. How do you think it came out? I think it came out pretty good. Um, I think I may have let the uh, the peppers cook a little too long, but I also have like brand new pans, so that could be part of it too. Um, it's very tasty. It's just as flavorful as I remember. Um, I probably smashed the cashews a little too much, but like you get a nice little bite and nice and crunchy is real good. Well, that's fantastic. And again, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing me into your home, showing me around Phoenix and preparing me a nice meal. Uh, I've really appreciated uh, the time I've gotten to spend with you here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, man. I'm so glad that you were able to come. I'm so glad I was able to like show you around town and really just, you know, welcome, welcome you in, you know, here to my home. You know, it's been very exciting to uh, uh, have some, you know, someone come to visit. You know, I really haven't had anybody since I moved here. So True. And I guess you haven't been here that long, but it, I'm really happy to be here as well. But that is where we're going to end this episode of After Chat off script. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me, Coos. Uh, you know, where can people find Affable Chat? If they like this episode. Where can they go to find more? The easiest place to find more Affable Chat content is at affablechat.com. 
where all of the uh, live streams um, are usually like you know located. Uh, you know, well, the live streams are on Twitch, but AppleChat.com has links to everything, so you can go there and find. Uh, everything. It's your new favorite website, right? It's probably your favorite website, right, Kuz? Oh, it absolutely is, man. I love going there. It's nice and simple to get everything Apple Chat related that I want. That's so true. So we're going to leave it there. Check out AppleChat.com for more. <laughs>